Welcome to the Two Meters Apart podcast. My name is Gates, and on today's episode, I interview my good friend, Alfred Gomez. We talk about his love of the game of basketball, the grind that it takes to reach your goals, and how a certain movie was snubbed at the Oscars. Hope you enjoy. Welcome, Alfred. Hi. Uh, thanks for the invite. I mean, it's really cool <laughs> that you started this podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, man. No, it's. Uh, I, I'm really glad that you know you're you're supporting the podcast, and uh, I really appreciate the uh, Instagram post that you put. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> at Emma Watson. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we gotta give a shout out. You know, uh, spread the word. Exactly. That uh, Emma Watson too. I mean, she's, she's got to know. Good. She, she's a very important uh, figure right now. Oh, well, absolutely. not right now, but just in general. Exactly. And she was she was particularly important in our lives. I think when we were in oh yeah, universe, she had, like, <laughs> the biggest crush on her. <laughs> those those are the days. Of course, when you could when you could try to shout out um, uh, a very you know prominent celebrity and hope to get their attention you know and it just never happens hey, hey you shoot your shot you know <laughs> exactly michael scott said, you, you shoot you missed 100 percent of your shot that you don't take you know? michael scott michael jordan michael scott, michael scott, yeah. wayne gretzky <laughs> it was like michael jordan <laughs> wayne gretzky <laughs> oh man yeah so yeah I'm, I'm just glad that uh you know you're helping support the show and it, it just shows that you know this is a big reason why i'm you know, starting to do the show is to kind of spread our stories, I guess, of our friendships in the in the group and all that. Oh, it's good to hear. It's good to hear. I mean, sure. like I, I, I personally, I, I love podcasts, so mm-hmm. it was no brainer that. I mean, especially with you, like as I know who you are, mm-hmm. and I think the topics that you can come up with, and even though it's random, it's still relevant in a way. Exactly. Like, <laughs> but I think I think it's a, I think it's a pretty cool pet project, especially where you're going to school and mm-hmm. what you're thinking of doing. I think it's, it's I think it's a great platform. I mean, fully support it. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. just patting the resume for sure. Yeah. <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to get a leg up on everyone else. No, that's good. That's good. It's good. Too. Um. So I I I know we've got a whole bunch of stuff that I want to talk about with you, but. Um, I do want to acknowledge that today um, the city of Calgary has started doing um, protests for, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter and, um, you know, just anti-racism, you know, throughout the whole world. And even though we're not, we may not be marching with everyone there today, um, you and I both can agree that, you know, we, we see you, you know, we hear you and we're definitely supporting you. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm really proud of what... Uh the people from Calgary kind of come up with this and I'm really happy that I mean it's it's been going on for the longest time longest ever since time. I, I mean even before I was born but mm-hmm. I think with the social media platform now it's just being seen more clearly now <laughs> and I think I think it really needs to be brought up now I mean now we're never exactly and it, it's we're at a time now where it's so prevalent and everyone can just see it firsthand that you know things just have to get done now you know, people have Definitely. tried protesting peacefully and, you know, no one was listening. And now, you know, it, it's taking a little bit more of a, a physical approach. And even though the, you know, the, the looting and all that is definitely not called for, mm-hmm. you know, it, yeah. it, it's it's almost as if it's like the cry for help, right? There's no, um, there's no one really listening. So everyone yeah. is trying to get that attention. And I'm hoping people are going to start really listening and affecting change in their 
communities in their their countries so oh no definitely like even though we're in canada like i know it's very prominent down there mm -hmm. in the south but i think it's it's still it exists like yeah it exists here like i'm not gonna lie exactly and we, we just can't we can't turn a blind eye to it so we absolutely yeah. acknowledge all of that that's happening and you know we, we definitely encourage things like like protesting and you know donating to social causes and raising awareness so oh yeah no, definitely yeah my, my my instagram timeline has blown up with all of that and <laughs> yeah. in all honesty i want more of it because people just need yeah. to you know they can't shy away from anything like that no, definitely like i mean most of the times i Instagram, I mainly use it platform for just laughing because, mm -hmm. especially with the dark days, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I usually turn to Instagram and just see memes, and yeah. funny pictures. But I think this is a good, it's a good, it's a good way. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, I see it's I've seen some humor there that still uh, for sure uh, comes up with the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. Um, and people kind of put a little humor in it, like it, like it's not too dark, but it's still, it's still kind of giving a little light of the situation. But mm -hmm. no, for sure, yeah. and you know, it's it is a very serious topic and stuff. But um, you know, you still have to be able to, you know, find joy in in your life when it, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to everything else. Definitely. And uh, Instagram definitely has a has its own unique way of <laughs> of really uh, <laughs> no, it does. It does. <laughs> getting that across. I mean, yeah, we are yeah. definitely uh, we follow uh, we follow Hellabasa on. Oh yeah! Shout on, out to Hellabasa. Shout out to Hellabasa. <laughs> Not sponsored by Hellabasa, but <laughs> uh, man, yeah, just being able to you know laugh at our you know just like the funny kind of like stereotypical things that Filipinos kind of do. You know, the, oh, all, all the light stuff too, right? Uh -huh. um, and we can all relate to it, you know, growing up in, uh, you know, Filipino families. So <laughs> there's yeah, definitely some funny uh, funny moments on that uh, that Instagram uh, page. Uh, definitely, so. definitely. Um, so I really, uh, I was really excited to have you on the show, really, because you're definitely um, one of the first people that really knows their sports. Um, uh, <laughs> in a way, I guess. I mean, it's mainly basketball, but mm -hmm. but you definitely, you definitely <laughs> like tried to grow out of that. Just you know, just the basketball bubble. I know oh, you're definitely. definitely getting into hockey and all that. And mm -hmm. um, this is definitely you know uh, a, a, a a good episode for me because you know this is something that I do want to start specializing in. You know, during school and something that I hope to make a career out of is, you know, sports media and broadcasting. So right, to, right. to be able to talk even just a little bit about it, you know, makes me pretty, pretty uh, excited for this episode. So. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Man. I love, I mean, I love sports in general. Exactly. But my main need usually comes from basketball. Mm -hmm. I mean, you already know, coming from a Filipino background. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's our thing. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, yeah. My my dad always like was he's always been telling me he's like why why do Filipinos always like basketball we probably do a lot better at like baseball because it's, right. it's you know we we are definitely or, or smaller and, yeah <laughs> I mean like that's why my my dad always brings that up is like man like why did Philippines should have invested in soccer rather than mm -hmm. because genetically speaking <laughs> we are we're small we and are, we're fast uh, the as he always says. The ground loves the Filipinos because we're always so close to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's in our roots. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess going back to the whole basketball thing. So um, the Last Dance um, just came out yeah. on, yeah. you know, Netflix. The last few weeks, uh, you know, it's been featured. 
Right. I, for some reason, have not started it yet. <laughs> hey, um, that's what initially I said to myself because you know what, ten episodes, mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit down, typical Netflix binge. Mm-hmm. But then I couldn't wait, <laughs> and that kind of kind of killed my vibe because now I'm in the waiting game right. you know, every week, <laughs> just oh, exactly. for episodes to come out. But I think you, I, to be honest, I think you made the right choice just so you can just sit to watch it in one sitting and yeah. kind of take it all in mm-hmm. i mean yeah i think uh yeah once uh once i s- start pumping out some of these uh these episodes i can definitely find a little bit a little bit of free time to at least start it because it's all on netflix now i'll be able to right. to crush it in a couple sittings hopefully oh yeah when you saw uh the last dance now try to be as spoiler free as possible just for right, my, right. my sake if everyone uh-huh. everyone who listens to this it'll be at their own risk obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, what did you, what was your biggest, I guess, takeaway from that whole series? Well, as, I mean, growing up with basketball, um, most of the things that was said and showed in that documentary was, it wasn't, I was I wasn't say it's not a surprise, but we, like, I know, like, I know the, I know that things mm-hmm. that happened and that already, like, that was said there. But the other half is kind of like the behind the scenes of the Bulls organization and mm-hmm. what happened during that whole uh, last tura of the three-peat uh, team. I mean, it's the stories that was told there is is interesting. It's very a different generation of basketball, mm-hmm, <laughs> for, for sure. sure. And Absolutely. The way they, they approach the game, mm-hmm. which I think it was a really... That's why like with the the debate of like who's the greatest player of all time, mm-hmm. which I understand that debate always comes up. In my opinion, is it's again it's based on generation mm-hmm. and the skills and the position that people played. That's why I can't, every time it asks me who's your number one, I'm like I can't because I appreciate all of them. <laughs> Absolutely, it's 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 a mix, yeah. right? I mean, you. you see, <laughs> exactly. You see the foundational ball, right? Of you know, like the Kareem's and the Waltz. Then right. you see the next generation: your your Michaels, your Larry right. Birds, your your Magic Johnsons. And now we're in our, I guess you could say that we're we're in a phase, and we're kind of transitioning to uh, the next generation after that. But we definitely grew up in the, um, you know, the Lebrons, the the Kobe's, yeah. Kobe's and Shaq's, yeah. Exactly. Like that was that was what we grew up in, and for me, like that's why I I've always put Kobe Bryant as one of maybe my top three. Oh, um, definitely. <laughs> yeah, just just you know the the way he the way he um the, he studied the game the way Jordan did, but the way he also approached it the way LeBron is doing now. You know, right. it's it's a more it's more of a community um, sport. Um, right, and you see, you're seeing a lot of it now. The new generation is really an international um, generation, you know, trying to grow the game overseas. Um, you see, you see the the, the leagues um, pop up in Europe, uh, in China. You know, uh, right. very very prominent international players, Giannis, uh, Luca, um, right now. Anyway, um, do you feel like the NBA is moving in? kind of the right direction when it comes to growing the sport on an international level i i i think so i mean because like when i was a kid like it was the nba was already kind of international in a way that it was already so popular in the philippines just because mm-hmm. just because that's how it was and everyone loved basketball there so nba was really big there right but i think now the way it's 
kind of spreading throughout the world. I think it's really great. It's a great kind of image in general. And I mean, it's just another topic that you can share with people from around the world. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a, I think I, I, it's just, this is a subjective opinion because I love basketball. Oh, yeah, so. I love ball too, man. <laughs> <laughs> ball is life. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think, I think it really helped that the Raptors won um, <sighs> winning the championship last year. I mean, even just, just following along with that, that whole journey um, oh. was incredible to see as, oh, as Canadians, Definitely. you know? Uh, what were what was one of the most defining moments from the entire Raptors championship run that you can remember, even though it was only a year ago? <laughs> oh man, there's so many. I mean, there's a ton. Uh, it's, 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 I'm gonna have to kind of go through my memory uh, doc uh, cabinet, <laughs> just kind of <laughs> sort through it. But uh, definitely, the key was I was on a I was on the kind of crossroads when they announced they traded one of the kind of probably top Raptors players of all time, mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. And then we got this pretty uh, he's okay. I think he's okay. <laughs> he's not bad. He was an alright yeah, player. I mean, this, uh, the Kawhi Leonard guy. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's, he's okay. I mean, we got we got him back. Yeah, he, he, he played. Yeah. And, sorry, and Jakob Pertl. I don't want to That's right. That. Yakko Pirtle was a beloved Raptor as well, and then right. we got that okay guy Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and then we got Danny Danny Green as well. He's he's okay. Yeah. I mean, a couple he bench shoot, guys, right? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love those guys. Of course, um, it really helped the the push, and you can kind of see the mentality that those two guys brought in, mm-hmm. and and I don't want to discredit them, but shout out to Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster for making that whole thing happen 100 Nick nurse yep as you coach and just led this team i mean it's it's again basketball is a team sport mm-hmm. it's not just one person but this it's just where the raptors organization just really turned everything around and man oh that I... run was very memorable it's it's kind of like the calm before the storm that we have right now. Which... <laughs> oh, absolutely! And in in my in my opinion, that Raptors team was probably the, the strongest all around team mm-hmm. uh, in the league. Um, you know, you had your your superstar players, your Kyle Lowry's, your Kawhi Leonard's, right. but the the bench of unknowns. You know, uh, Just everyone. Fred Van Vliet. Um, Norman Powell. Yeah, Norman Powell. Like Surge. It's oh, man, uh, everyone. Just... They they all they all contributed what they 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 knew their their role and they just contributed and it it turned it out to be one of the greatest Canadian sports moments of all time. That's what kind of that's what really interested is that that's what kind of reminded me when I was kind of following the last dance was mm-hmm. that just that mirror image of what's going on with the Bulls dynasty versus what Raptors had or still have right now mm-hmm. is that man it's again. It has to be the whole team from top to bottom that is contributing to a winning mentality, which is I really, really appreciate. Absolutely, and I totally agree. But there was one individual moment from Kawhi Leonard, and um, I bring up this moment because uh, you know it was one of the most iconic moments of the series. It 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 uh, defined the series between um, Toronto and Philadelphia was the was the shot kind of I guess heard around around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the ball kind of, you know, 
bouncing on the rim a couple times and then going in, essentially eliminating the 76ers from playoff contention. Right. Um, I bring this up because this game happened on my birthday. Okay, <laughs> so just picture it. You know, um, I ju- oh, yeah. just turned 28. Right. Uh, you know, I'm super happy. I'm like, oh, there's a Raps game too. But, uh, um, you know, I had to dial it back because my birthday last year fell on Mother's Day. So <laughs> it was already, you know, taking a backseat to my mother who I love so much. You know, I, I bought her flowers that day, right. told her how much I loved her. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. The whole birthday thing. It's cool. Everyone's got one every year. <laughs> you know, next year, next year, people will, will bring it up, you know, because it probably won't be on Mother's Day. Right. Well, guess what? Kawhi Leonard stole that from me. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I feel sorry, but... <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> to be honest, I don't even... <laughs> I do not remember anything before that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the whole day... I was hanging out with my girlfriend Chanel mm-hmm. and I told her we are not going anywhere for the rest <laughs> of the day because there's a very important game happening tonight. Yep. yep. <laughs> so I know I can remember that I greeted you that morning. You did. Yeah. All the guys did but, for sure. Yeah, but from there or not till what, maybe five or six o'clock. Yep. <laughs> In the afternoon, that's everything was blank until the game. <laughs> everything yeah. was just like a blur at that point. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a uh, man. That was crazy because um, we had uh, my my sister and my mom was watching it upstairs, mm-hmm. and I was watching it downstairs. But I was watching it from the Sportsnet app. So the live TV and the app, there's like maybe ten seconds, fifteen seconds delay. Oh no! So. <laughs> I, I didn't hear any because I was so focused at the game. Right. Uh, I was watching it downstairs with the from the Sportsnet app. Mm-hmm. So when the shot, the bounce came in, and I yelled so hard, <laughs> I ran upstairs, and my mom and sister was like, "What?" I was like, "What do you mean what? Didn't you see that shot?" I was like, "Yeah, that happened like they ag- they exaggerated, but they were like that happened like a minute ago." <laughs> like, oh no! <laughs> wait, what? I was like. I don't care. <laughs> I'm celebrating. I'm yelling, and yeah, that's the that's the key. The oh, key of course, memory from that game. But it's just one of the memories that happened throughout that run. Oh, exactly. Sure. One moment doesn't define an entire championship run. But for me, I just find it kind of funny that my birthday kind of became like the third thing. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's like oh man, like now we gotta rank, we gotta rank uh, events during that date. I'm totally fine putting my birthday as third. She's <laughs> like, hey, at least uh, we can we can get hey, uh, Kawhi Leonard. I know you don't have a uh, social media, but I just want to thank you for that, that birthday birthday, birthday, birthday gift. That's <laughs> why you do yeah. that, man. Yeah. You have to do that to him. Exactly. Well, I'm, I was like, yo, man, it hurts, but I'm glad that it happened. <laughs> <laughs> no um yeah it's uh it also just kind of showed that you know canada wasn't a one-trick pony when it came to sports yeah. you know when you think of when you think of canada you think of hockey right it's just the the biggest thing but un- unfortunately a canadian team has not won the stanley cup in a long time it's since 93 93 with the maple leaves right 
the Canadians, Montreal. Canadians. Yeah. Okay, see, that's how bad my hockey knowledge is. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> Toronto, the the Maple Leafs, uh, will not win a Stanley Cup for a long, long time. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Leaf fans. I'm putting it out there. I am a Flames fan through and through, and I believe they will win a cup before the uh, Leafs do. <laughs> so, okay, okay. <laughs> even though Toronto's sitting on, like, so many right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Compared to the Flames, like, one. <laughs> um, With the state of sports the way it is now, you know, we everything kind of shut down, obviously, when the pandemic started. Right. Um, do you feel like when everything comes back that, you know, it'll be back to 100% normal? Eventually, but the way it is right now, I think it needs to be a gradual, mm-hmm. a gradual kind of putting everything back up. But I know there's lots of talks right now that, uh, especially for NBA, which I've been following, is mm-hmm. that like they're thinking of bringing it to Disney World. Hell yeah, Disney <laughs> World, Orlando. I mean, you're gonna see, you're gonna see Goofy kind of throwing the jump ball and <laughs> Mickey Mouse and that uh, Donald Duck uh, refereeing the game, or you know, just and then the princesses and all the characters just in the stands. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a great, great basketball game. But... I would, I would love that. Could you imagine? I think. I think the next the next Disney movie has to be like a basketball related one. Now. <laughs> so, uh, starring Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. And then uh, it's a, the movie releases on your birthday again. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why would you do that to me just now? <laughs> Kawhi Leonard loves you, man. <laughs> hey, if he once he realizes. Um, that Toronto is better than the Clippers and he comes back, then mm-hmm. I will be like, all right, fine. You can oh. do whatever you want on my birthday. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but I mean, kind of off tangent, but I understand why he, he wanted to leave. I mean, oh, yeah. family, family first for sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know, you, you don't usually see uh, a lot of those decisions being made um, when it comes to sports, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, a, and you know don't don't put this the wrong way any athletes out there but you know it is a multi-million dollar business you know and these contracts are you know a reflection of you know a player's talent and all that so you know that's kind of what an athlete maybe would initially think uh, of rather than wanting to go you know home and play for you know your your home fans i know that's that's the dream for a lot of uh, a lot of athletes, but they do right. you know realize that it is a business, right. and you know you, you'll you'll have to make um, you know your next contract uh, with a team that does you know want and need you, you and your talents. So um, with someone who was uh, you know as talented as Kawhi Leonard, who really um, had his choice of where he wanted to go, I if it wasn't the Raptors, I am glad that he um, decided to go back home. Um, I also am glad that he didn't decide to join the Lakers. He decided to join the Clippers. Um, as as crazy as that team would be, it would just make it, you know, it, for me it would be a little bit of boring ball because you kind of would know the uh-huh. the outcome. It was basically an 82-game coronation for the Lakers if that would have happened, you know. Exactly. I mean, like, that, we kind of kind of saw that when KD went to the Warriors, right? Mm-hmm, for Warriors. sure. It's, just like, it's like, what's the, even the point of watching NBA? Yeah. If- <laughs> you, you know, you know that the championship you know the is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably going to end up in Golden State, and and it did. Right. It did twice. <laughs> yeah, 
but uh, <laughs> there was a uh, you know there were a couple teams there that uh, kind of took away their uh, their dynasty really you know one of them being the uh, the Raptors and the other being LeBron's second stint with the Cavs I guess <laughs> exactly yeah I was gonna say like when you brought up the fact that the multi-billionaire kind of business aspect of NBA mm-hmm. um, the last dance kind of brought that up in a sec um, not really directly but a lot of kind of observation come up where people were saying that you know the, you know these NBA players they're playing basketball for free right but they're getting paid with the other shenanigans that comes with NBA mm-hmm. which is media and all that publicity which kind of blew my mind <laughs> yeah man and you see it now right like shoe yeah. deals and you know like endorsements and all that they can like right. double their money essentially just yeah. by you know putting themselves out there in that sense that that actually brings a little uh makes it a good segue here um mm-hmm. are you looking forward to space jam 2 <laughs> <laughs> um you know what i'm still on the fence with that one <laughs> uh i mean i love lebron like he's probably one of my favorite players as well mm-hmm. like but i want to see where the space jam like for sure i'm i'm excited for it at the same time <clears throat> i'm curious oh for sure how like, how exactly they're gonna do it and I know there's been articles saying some athletes already kind of rejected the idea of show, uh, appearing in this movie. Oh, so okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who else would show up. <laughs> it's just, like, honestly, it'll just yeah. be him. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, who's going to show Like, maybe, I don't know, like, Lonzo Ball, maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe, I don't know, well, maybe Taco Fall, uh, probably. <laughs> that would <laughs> probably, be, that'd be a great draw. He's like the Sean Bradley of this era, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Being like eight footer, man, is crazy how tall that guy is. I love, I love watching him play, and I love that the Celtics fans really have embraced him as a, oh, as a player for sure. I mean, speaking of tall people, I mean, you guys saw that. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard the G League prospect from Philippines. Actually, I have not. So there's, uh, they're starting this new program where instead of people going to college, NBA started this player development, like the G League, right. where. They- the uh, students and uh, players can directly go to the G League and kind of instead of going to do the one and done with NCAA or doing Euro League, they go straight to G League and then kind of gets drafted from there. Mm, okay. And one of the first kind of players was from Philippines. His name is Kai Sato, I think. Okay. And he's legit like seven four oh or gosh. something like that. He's hella huge. Yeah, see, and that that's a guy that definitely needs to go into in the basketball. Exactly. And he's Filipino too, so I was just like it's it's really interesting of how it turned out and the way NBA is kinda dealing with this one and done kind of process. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean shout outs to all the Filipinos that are trying to get into the NBA and like and who's already in there, like Jordan Clarkson mm-hmm. and anymore that I cannot name right now. I know I have friends that are gonna roast me for not knowing them, but <laughs> there are a few there that played for sure. They can they, they'll cut you up when they listen to this episode. I know. I was like, oh jeez. <laughs> no, you'll be you'll definitely be fine for sure. <laughs> so um I guess switching switching gears a little bit because you know you, you can definitely tell how passionate you are about the sport of basketball. Um, you can, I can hear it in your voice, you know, the, the way you're able to, to articulate about it and your knowledge, right. it, it just shows that, you know, you care pretty deeply about the sport and that's something that defines you definitely in the, in the friend group, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you're definitely the go-to guy when it comes to, when it comes to ball. Right. Um, 
I want to I want to take it now to I guess a little bit more personal kind of your your career I guess. This is something okay. that I've I've talked about with um all the the rest of the guys on the show. Mm-hmm. Um but you are going into uh landscape architecture. Right. Uh you're currently doing your masters right now in university, University mm-hmm. of Calgary. Um did this past semester uh was any of it affected at all by the uh the, the you know the quarantine and pandemic? I would I would have to uh, imagine so. Near the end for sure like oh not I don't want to say near the end like halfway through the winter semester which it was really conveniently landed on the week after our um spring break I guess. Oh that Kinda timing. Like, we call it like a block week. Right. But uh yeah we were already off for a week during those whole thing that's happening mm-hmm. and then when the lockdown started the week after i was like i guess it's just extended <laughs> extended spring extended break the end of the <laughs> <laughs> but um no like the our profs and the staff kind of and our students like, all of us our colleagues kind of adapted very well with the um the way classes were being held i mean mm-hmm. usually for a uh, uh, design based a course like this a master's program um half of the semester usually they leave us to ourselves and just work individually okay and right right independently so it was it wasn't that much of a challenge because that was already the normal way of doing things mm-hmm. but yeah just the just the reviews we call the reviews <clears throat> the crits uh we just use it on zoom where we just show slides. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was a it was it was a pretty smooth transition for sure, but it wasn't too challenging, and it was I was everyone was able to adapt to it quickly. Okay, nice. Yeah, it definitely it definitely sounds like you, out of everyone else, kind of had the smoothest transition. Um, <laughs> you know, which is interesting just because you know you're going from classroom based to online, but in your case, because you guys are essentially left alone. You know, um, and it was only really those small little check-ins for you anyway. Uh, right. You were able to adapt a lot quicker and a lot easier than, I guess, other people and other, you know, companies that would, uh, were having a bit of a, you know, a transitional, uh, you know, chaotic period, I guess, for those first two weeks. Definitely. So, do you have any um, any interesting stories since you started the uh, the the program? Interesting stories in what way? Um, you know, if if you had any like interesting projects, or if if uh, a situation came up that was like, oh, this sticks out in my head, I think this would be an interesting story for a podcast one day. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it's uh, it's probably the first year where we. It's probably the first time in my life where I'm doing something that I enjoy so much, uh... even though it's hella stressful. Mm-hmm. Where I look up and check the time that it's already 2 a.m in school where i'm like oh oh it's 2 a.m i have to go home (laughs) (laughs) i need to leave (laughs) and and, yeah and continue on the next day but there's i mean there's so many stories that is like some of them might not be appropriate (laughs) (laughs) no that's totally fair that's that's fine (laughs) and some of them are just like it's it's very some of them are blurry because I mean, with no sleep. And just... Of course, yeah. And I think we can all, I can, I think we can all relate to you know situations like that, for sure. Yeah. Um, I did, I did see recently that you have been uh, published, um, mm-hmm. a few times actually. 
uh, is there, did you want to go into, I guess, you know, the, what, what needed to be done to be published and, you know, where, you know, people can find these, these mediums of your, your work? I'm going to be kind of honest for the, maybe the last few years, I'm that type of person where, where I make something where I'm like, ah, it's not good enough. I know this is a bad mm. habit of mine where it's like, okay, I made something, but um, it's not good enough. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to be the type of person where I'm going to post it on social media, which right, right. I think is kind of, to me, myself, is kind of toxic when I'm slowly realizing like maybe I should approach it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, just be proud of what you make. Um, but recently, the especially for the last semester since, because every, every end of the year, uh, school year, um, our faculty runs this, um, this kind of gallery idea where we show all the students' work called the Yes Show. Okay. Which, uh, usually, they usually show it on the, it's called the CBDL lab where the old central library used to be. Mm, so right. our faculty kind of took over that. And usually at the end of the year, all the students kind of put up their works in that space and show off to everyone. And it's free for everyone. Everyone can come in. Okay. But this year, since with the, uh, the outbreak, they decided to do it online. So ah, I see. Uh, the student association actually curated a kind of a an online magazine in a way mm. um if you're aware of the, the website called issue like a-i-s-s-u-u so it, it's like a digital magazine where you can check other people's work where our student in this case our student association curated all each class each year each program oh wow and kind of created like a mini chapters of each studios we call it okay and show up for a case so if you, you can check that out um the instagram uh sapple so as school of architecture planning and landscape they are kind of rolling it out week after week they post it on instagram and show students work but i know they're focusing on the graduating year that unfortunately they like, couldn't walk the stage oh, man, yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're prioritizing their studio work and their designs and showing that putting that more at the front which to me i understand go for it because that's your last hurrah of the program of and course. you should be proud of but yeah, that's kind of like the main platform that's the school kind of use. If you guys want to check out not only mine but other students from Sapple, mm-hmm. um, it's let's see if I can pull it up here. It's I know it's on issue.com, so i s s u u dot com, um, uh, slash u calgary s a p l. So you can check out all the student works there. Nice. That's yeah, definitely. Uh, I would definitely check that out, not just for your sake, but to support everyone else in your in your class because it's important work that you guys you know have, have put uh, uh put forward you know you guys spend a lot of time like you said just 2 3 a.m at at, uh, <laughs> at school right I mean, the, you know you you want you want some sort of like even even the smallest kind of recognition for your uh for your the fruits of your labor essentially you exactly know? yeah you, exactly. yeah you want to you want to see even if it's just one person you're like okay sick you know and i think that's a it, it kind of ties back to why i'm doing this podcast too I'm not expecting thousands of thousands of people, you know, to listen in, you know, by the time I uh, have a couple episodes up, you know, I'm, I'm really just catering this to, you know, the people that uh, have gotten to know me and have gotten to know you and have got to know the, the rest of the, the friend group essentially. Right. Um, and you know, if, if, if it uh, gets even like 20 people listening, honestly, that's 20 more than I ever envisioned. <laughs> Uh, when I started this whole, I guess, podcast journey, 
definitely. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually pretty surreal because the first episode I ever um, produced uh, went live today. Oh yeah, I did. I see that. I yeah, saw that. On, and you know, when when you see something, you know that you've put a whole lot of work into and that you've you know tried to struggle through and try to make your own uh, when you see it on a large platform like spotify <laughs> it's pretty big <laughs> it's uh it's definitely a surreal feeling you know i still haven't really you know gotten my head around it that you know something i created is out out there for the world to see but it's there now and i don't care if you like it or not i i, I put it out there for for me really <laughs> right. no, exactly i mean that's that's kind of like what's the point of work like if you want to do something, you might as well enjoy it. Exactly. Where it's like, like you don't want to do something that you're forced to do. Mm-hmm. But I know, just I say, just like, yeah, as long as you're enjoying it, which I it looks sounds like you are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the fact that I haven't haven't like stopped after one episode, it's like because it, honestly, like you know, editing and producing that episode did take a couple weeks. Just you know, I, I had to really familiarize myself with the uh, the editing tool and the software that I'm using right now. And honestly, there were a couple of days where I just put it off to the side. I was like, this is actually a lot more work than, you know, I envisioned. Right. So like the future for future episodes, like, do you have like kind of a, a short list of who else are you uh, interviewing? Yeah, I definitely do have um, a bit of a short list, uh, but I do need to start reaching out to uh, a few more people. Um, I do like want outside, outside of the friend group, right? Yeah, outside of the friend group, and awesome, awesome. Um, for right now, like it's it's just easier to uh, talk to like you and the rest of the guys because you know you, um, we we have these casual conversations you know, almost every time we play video games. In all honesty, the episode I did with Clarence, uh, we actually talk about like why why didn't uh, I start the podcast with just recording us playing video games. Oh, that would have been hilarious. It would have been hilarious, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it would just have been way too much, just like laughter and just you know loud noises. Um, yes. You can you can even take like last night's gaming session into consideration. Um, oh, I'm pretty sure, I'm, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was my headset that was making all that noise. <laughs> I was I was worried that it was me because of my chair where it just squeaks a lot every time I move. <laughs> no, it was it's definitely like the uh, the static that you get. And at first I was like, oh, that can't be me. But then I also realized that I'm using the same headset to record these podcasts. So I'm oh, I'm moving my headset from the mixer to the controller back to the mixer, and like <laughs> I think I might have screwed up like the the aux cable. <laughs> I feel like yo, it's like uh, when, when Neo was born in the Matrix. Oh, <laughs> you know that? I remember. I remember. We kept bringing up that uh, that you sound. Know, you know. Yeah, exactly. If you if you uh, if you were part of that that group conversation, and you know, you know, you know. All I'm gonna say is dial up. That's all I'm gonna for the, say. For the listeners out there, if you've seen the first Matrix, you know which scene I'm talking about. That's right. <laughs> oh, it's so cold. It's so cold. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Sounded like most of the time. But connections aren't going well and comms are not clear during gaming. No, and I find it so funny, especially when we play like like COD and stuff. We we always there's always an excuse whenever one of us dies. You know, it's never it's never our own fault that we died. It's in never the game. bad skills. No, it's never bad skills. No, it's lag. Lag. Uh the guy's hacking. Um, he's using keyboard and mouse. He's using and keyboard and mouse. 
we 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 talked about this last night. If there's yeah, if there's anything we dislike in this world, besides right now, <laughs> right now besides racism, it's keyboard and mouse players. <laughs> yeah, so there's two things that's bogging my mind right now: the COVID nineteen racism. Yep. And keyboard and mouse players. That's on right. <laughs> That's right. I have, so fair. It's right, man. We have, we have there's so many things, you know, like actually bringing us down. Uh, and we're 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 only serious about two of them. Yeah, it's making it's so it's making my heart uh, so uh, my life so hard. Not hard. Sorry, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> no, no, for sure. <laughs> but it's but it's you know dumb things like that that we can we can you know the fact that we're shifting blame you know off our our own skills onto right. other other you know situations just shows that right. we can and the fact that we laugh about it for like five minutes like it's so <laughs> it, it it can get so ridiculous sometimes and um last night was definitely the first time we played Rainbow Six Siege in maybe a month. Like- month on, on console anyways yeah, i know uh, I've, been, I've been trying on pc and it's, it's just way more competitive and <laughs> no for sure and you could definitely you could definitely tell that there's a difference between those two games definitely <laughs> when it comes to like the the motor skills you know what I mean? yeah exactly but the only reason i was doing bad is because keyboard and mouse players not because i have bad skills no, no we're, we're not we're not bad players yeah, the system no. um the uh the it's the lag it's 100 yeah, like <laughs> guarantee um <laughs> One thing that actually doesn't have a whole lot of lag is the fact that uh, we are both into uh, board gaming pretty yes. uh, pretty heavily. I would say besides myself and maybe a couple other people, um, right. you definitely have you know vested interest in in board gaming. I would um, actually I would give the props to you for that because like before I met you or like before I started hanging out with you like. Mm-hmm. I, I knew basic knowledge of board games, just the standard ones, Monopoly, right? All that stuff. Like I didn't get into it until like I started hanging out with you. Oh, nice. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I give you props for that, for kind of introducing that to my life and kind of appreciate more of, kind of the more in-depth world of board game and mm-hmm. how like some of them are really, really like, the way they're designed is I really appreciate it. It's a lot of thought are put into it and the way. The uh, the cystic the what do you call that? Just the way you play the game. It's just it's not just putting things here and there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like there's actual like thought and gameplay. Exactly and store and like story and uh, right. You know you don't you don't. It's not to the point where it's like risk where you lose friendship over <laughs> small things. But this one, it's just on the borderline of where you almost lose friendship. <laughs> right, but but the game is, ends up you know tying it all back and it's like remember guys it's just a game. <laughs> Like no, screw you! You betrayer, you traitor. <laughs> uh, that's and that's something that I you know sorely miss um, during this whole I guess quarantine and pandemic is the fact that I have all these you know games that I've invested in just to be social. You know, it's 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 yeah. really to have fun. Like I know there's there's a competitive aspect and the different themes that you know go from game to game and different you know gameplay aspects. But really, the reason why you know I got those is to hang out with you know with all my friends and you know do do something other than just sit down and talk or just grab a bite to eat. You know it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it uh, for me like the board gaming medium is gonna stay with me till till the very end. Right. Um, you know, you see you see so many uh, different games, and I love introducing all of you guys to. All these different ones, and even though 
I don't consult with you guys kind of like beforehand <laughs> what these games yeah. are about. You know, they they You're catch play it. exactly. They catch my eye and I I just feel like these are the kinds of games that we would enjoy as a group. And for some right. reason, you brought it up uh, a little bit earlier is that we really like the um the trader games, the games social the, deduction. Uh, yeah, social deduction <laughs> games. Um I don't know what it is, what uh, the fact that we <laughs> You know, we it's it's like we can't get mad at each other in real life, so right. we have to take it to a board game where we can definitely just point fingers and yell, and then at the end of the day when we're wrong, just laugh right. about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting because, like, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say, like, the different side of, I mean, I guess in a way, the different side of us comes out mm-hmm. in a good way. <laughs> oh, in a good, in a good competitive yeah, in a good way. way. It's healthy. I yeah, it's, it's a healthy, healthy one, but... So yeah, you're right. Now that you pointed it out, it's really interesting how because like every time I with a different group of friends, like when I hang out with uh, Chanel's cousin, mm-hmm. um, I know the social deduction game is. I wouldn't say it's not the top one that they like that they like playing, mm-hmm. but it, I mean it's up there. It's just it's fun. But except Deception, though, they really love it. Deception. Deception is <laughs> it's definitely one of my favorite games that I don't own. It may even be the one of my favorite, like the favorite game that I I uh, like that I don't own. Yeah. Um, and I uh, always have to ask you <laughs> if I yeah, ever, if I ever I want think, to borrow. I think that's what's like. I think that's like the good thing about like having friends that kind of share that hobby, uh, hobby a little bit, just because mm-hmm. like you don't have to double dip on the same board game. Where ever since we played the same group, anyways. Yeah, exactly. Like, I have this game already. Let's bring it up. I'll bring it with you, or and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's always good to have that variety. You know, you you always want to try out new games with with the you know your friends or your your gaming group or whatever but there's always like those five or six just tried and true games that you'll always end up going back to and it's like yeah we'll always have a good time whenever we play them and deception is probably like you're right deception is probably one of those games where it's like it's you get you you there is no time where you don't want to play where it's just like okay let's play it again (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh i remember a time that we played the game mysterium and, uh, yes. Yeah, there was a, a just like a boys' night, pretty much, and mm-hmm. like the you have to admit that that game has very stunning artwork. Um, oh, definitely, yeah, very elaborate artwork. And mm-hmm. we, as we always do, just turned it into a laugh fest because. <laughs> so just kind of, a, I guess I don't know if the context of the game is that you're looking. It's kind of like what's that game? Um, where there's an abstract painting where and then you have to yeah so it's, whatever you how you ever you want yeah so it, the mysterium is definitely based off the game dixit right um which is uh, really just an empathetic game where you kind of just have to know your audience um okay. and how you want to describe um these very I, I guess they're very they're very elaborate um drawings but they're also very vague they could apply to almost anything right. um and mysterium follows kind of the same uh, I guess uh, formula for, uh, mm-hmm. as Dixit, but uh, in a way that you have to try and relate these abstract um, paintings to, you know, a person or a place or a thing. Essentially, right. we're trying to find out, uh, you know, uh, who murdered this uh, this ghost, and <laughs> what, what room they're in, and with what. And we just got stuck on the who because we were just. We were just interpreting the wrong things, and we're just laughing at each other because we have no idea why why we're you know thinking the way we're thinking at this point. We're just getting frustrated, and all we can the only way we can express that frustration is through loud laughter. <laughs> yeah, it's just because it's like 
it kind of works as a, a little bit of a social experiment where mm. you kind of observe your other friends, how they think. Yeah. So it's like, I, I know it's very stereotypical of right brain versus left brain, which I know there's papers out there that kind of debunk that myth, but mm-hmm. you can kind of see that idea where it's like, oh, okay, this person thinks this way, but as this person, how the hell do you see that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do not see that. And then, you just... and then that's where the laughter and the argument was supposed to be a co-op game. It's supposed to be a cooperative game. <laughs> it goes back to competition again, even though it's a co-op game. We, we have to. For some reason, it's like, if I don't win, then we all don't win. It's like, wait, what? Why don't we just all win? <laughs> we have to work together. Gosh. I think, I think we ended up somehow winning that game in the very last turn, though. Yeah, it was a very Kobe-esque clutch for sure. <laughs> Again, I don't know how... When we play co-op games with this particular group of friends, I don't know how we accomplish anything. I really don't. <laughs> the The amount of infighting, and the that's why I love social deduction with this group. We're just, we're just ready to go after each other. For some reason, there's just some pent-up rage or something with, with, with this group of guys. It's our uh, own way of therapy, I guess. Right. <laughs> Instead of kind of lashing it out on like physical violence, <laughs> we go to board games. That's right. We go to board games, we point fingers, and we don't talk to each other for, for the duration of the round. Yeah, we're good friends at the end of the day, I guess. See, I, it's, it's, a, it's a therapy. It's a type of therapy. Yeah, exactly. And Honestly, I, I actually didn't even think of it that way. Board games being a form of therapy, you know, um, you, you even you can even see it now that, you know, the fact that we can't play board games physically in front of each right. other right now, you know, it does take a bit of a toll on, I guess, my, you know, my mental health is, you know, there's a reason why I bought all those games. I want to hang out with you guys. And the fact that right. I, I, we just can't right now. Uh, you know, does does put um, a bit of a you know a dent in all that, but then you bring it back to all these ridiculous memories that we have of <laughs> of, of gaming. And again, you 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 know you you brought it up is that even in a cooperative game, we find ways to just not cooperate. <laughs> but then eventually winning for some reason. Yeah, I think when we put it all aside to be like, hey, we just need to win, you right? Know? And that's something that we definitely all have in common is that. You know, we we do have that competitive, you know, fire behind us and it it can come up when, you know, it's it's needed, essentially. Like I know, you know, you and a couple of the other guys would uh, played league ball for for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually talked to, you know, Matt Danko last night because of this whole uh, he he saw the podcast and kind of just wanted to pick my brain a little bit. Um, Yeah, yeah. So it was really good catching up with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, you, you always find yourself in a different situation, whether you're in your friend group or you're mm-hmm. on the court or you're in front of the tabletop. Um, right. and you know, I think that's something that we have managed to do to, you know, we've, we've managed to turn those, those switches on and off pretty well. I think, you know, we're not like, help. I would say like maybe healthy competitiveness, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. And we yeah. definitely have figured that out in, in my opinion anyway. I'll wait till you watch Last Dance. <laughs> I know, man. Could you could you imagine playing a board game with like peak with, with Michael Jordan? Yeah, like prime Michael Jordan uh, though. If you know, you know. If you watch the Last Dance, and I don't know if you want to play board games with Michael Jordan. <laughs> we need to make it's that a happen. Let me spoiler for you. <laughs> you. You know, you always know those uh, those things where it's like, who who would you want to have 
you know, a, a dinner with, like living or dead. We should have, we should spin it and like, who would you want to play a social deduction board game with, living or dead? <laughs> I don't think Michael Jordan would be on any of those lists, you know? Nope, not at all. The only, the only, the only way I'm going to win, air quote win against Michael Jordan mm-hmm. Is if I play video games against him, that's the only time I'm gonna beat him, probably. And I mean, you never know. Maybe he's secretly practicing right now that we don't know because he's that competitive. We're in, we're in quarantine, man. What else is he gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Swimming his money. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He's still making, still yeah, making money reading those endorsements. Good. Yeah. <laughs> one day, one day I'll have my own shoe. I I we should, yeah, we should. Uh, I actually want to ask that question to you right now. Like, if you're gonna have like just a casual conversation with someone mm-hmm. living or dead, like let's say after the quarantine, like if you have like you have if you have a wave to kind of mm-hmm. catch up with someone, like who would it be? Like or, like you know, any short like anyone, celebrity or politician it or anything. Doesn't matter like anyone. Um, I've I've always thought about this question. Uh, because and I I do have a short list, but. <laughs> For me, ever since he took office in 2008, um, Barack Obama. Um, okay. And I think it's even more relevant now. Mm-hmm. Um, just when you kind of contrast his his leadership to, I guess, the, the current, I guess, administrations. You know, I, I definitely want to... To pick his brain and 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 see you know the things that you did during your time in office compared to what's happening, what's happening now. It's like do you do you feel like, you know, the country that you ran, uh, is it in a you know in a better place than you left it? And you know I'm not I'm not gonna put words in his mouth or anything, but right. I feel like having a conversation just even just that small little bit. It doesn't even have to be about what he accomplished. I, I just want his perspective on kind of what's going on now and you know he was such a he's he's gonna go down as one of the more historical figures whether in a positive way or a negative way you know i'll, I'll let i'll let you as a you know as a listener or whatever you know decide on on your own but this is just obviously my opinion um right. he would definitely be someone that i would love to just pick his brain being you know and and just following his journey as someone going into like the formative years, I guess, like, you know, I, I was turning essentially 18 when he took office. Um, and he was the prominent leader of the free world for the next eight years of, of our lives, I guess, at that point. So just to, just to pick his brain about, you know, the situation now, and then also going into, you know, what he feels he has accomplished, he had accomplished during his uh, tenure in office. I think that would be the biggest one. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I'd also want to talk to like a Joe Rogan and stuff or anyone uh, right now that is, you know, really big in the podcasting world just for, just to pick their brain about how they go about their, their process of podcasting and right, even, right. even, even talking to like a late night host or whatever would be a really beneficial oh, way. Mm-hmm. I was going to say like late night host would be like, I think it would be a really interesting kind of conversation with to have someone. Mm-hmm. And with. you don't, you don't really see a lot of Canadian um mm. late night host i know lily singh right now has her has her show but it's you know it's it's, it's out, a different demographic though yeah yeah it's out from the yeah. states too you don't see one yeah, that's yeah. produced here here in yeah. canada so that could potentially be an avenue that you know if you know if this podcast were to actually you know get big which again 
not not expecting it at all. Right. Um, I think that could even be something that I explore down the road, right? I mean, if if I can really hone in these these interview skills and stop saying the the ums and the you knows <laughs> or whatever, which is at this point impossible. Like editing my own, like yeah. um, my own. Uh, see, I just did it again. My own us <laughs> and ums. It's bad. Like I can cut out maybe like a good five minutes if I could, could like take all of it out from all my interviews. Right. So, definitely... yeah, like, I, didn't, I, didn't even, I didn't even notice that. Like now that you pointed it out, mm-hmm. it's one of those last breaking moments where it's like, oh, I did. I maybe I have. A, I have probably. I have. I know in school when presentations, mm-hmm. I was always called out to stop saying kind of because that was my thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you need to stop saying kind of. I was like, <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, nah, I apologize. Like, nah, don't be sorry. It's just, just, uh, just keep in mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's why, that's why I appreciate, you know, people who do interviews and all that. That they do take their time, and that's something that I've also am trying to do. I'm just trying to make those little pauses and little breaks to kind of catch myself. But at the end of the day, it will always happen, and right. it's going to be really tough to break that habit. And I think that is a good reason why I should continue doing the podcast. I mean, experience is the best, you know, the best way to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this that's totally true. Mm-hmm. So I guess to just end off, um, let's get a little bit uh, profound. I guess um, where do you where do you really see yourself taking your career once you finish? I mean, not a lot, not a whole lot of us have that strength of a master's behind us. So where do you feel like you're gonna see yourself in the next like five, ten years? Um, man, that's, that's probably, I mean, even though I'm still my second year of my program, mm-hmm. I know that's one of the key questions that, uh, our kind of our mentors and our props kind of ask us on the last year, which I'm kind of still struggling with because mm-hmm. to be honest, uh, landscape architecture, it wasn't my hundred percent plan until I found out about the program, like maybe just the last year of my undergrad right you did the research exactly yeah so like i, I never i never knew that that was the path i was going to go to mm-hmm. so right, right now i mean i'm just doing what i can and kind of develop my personal skills in terms of practice uh just i mean kind of just improving my kind of design process uh my technical skills for sure especially coming mm-hmm. out hopefully to get something out of after school and just kind of doing work that I enjoy and I know that contributes to my personal growth at the same time contributing to, I don't know, very cliche <laughs> to, <laughs> to society. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. But I think from overall, like it's slowly kind of piecing together by the time it's slowly piecing together. I don't know exactly what it is right now, mm-hmm. but I just know that coming out of my program, I hope to kind of improve and uh, create better places for people, not just for not just for the ones that can, but those that are underrepresented and kind mm-hmm. of, especially what's going on right now, like mm-hmm. kind of extend that that um, philosophy, I guess I would say, mm-hmm. to those that have no idea and kind of bring that to the forefront and like, hey, by the way, like landscape architecture like it might sound very niche mm-hmm. or very up there but it exists everywhere and 
I want to know everyone. Everyone in the community should know about it because especially with not just the social aspect, but the ecological challenges that the world is going through, I think landscape architecture will have to be at the forefront of that battle. And nice. they, already, they already are. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess that's kind of, I guess that's kind of like the goal that I wanted to kind of set myself. Okay, nice. But, that's a really, yeah. that's a really good goal to have. Um, and I, I honestly can't wait to see you in, you know, in full action out in the, <laughs> out in the community, you know, really Im- doing your part to improve it, uh, both mm-hmm. from your, you know, from your technical point of, uh, point of view to even just in volunteer work and all that, because I know you're, right. uh, you, you, you're very community driven and yeah. I, I want to, I definitely want to see that, like you said, brought to the forefront from right. your perspective as well. So, um, I think, yeah, that's a really good, uh, really good spot to end off, man. Like we honestly, we could have gone into your career a lot. Um, but I want, I want the listeners to really see or hear, I guess, you know, how passionate you are about, you know, the, the things that you hold dear and, you know, basketball, um, your, uh, your master's program and, you know, board gaming. So, uh, thank you so much for, for coming on the, uh, the show. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate this. It's a, it's the first the first time getting interviewed besides uh, not getting interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> first time in uh, ever, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. First time ever. You know, this is a this is one step forward. Exactly, <laughs> one step forward always slowly. So Except maybe maybe job interviews. I guess that's a type of interview. Ah, those those ones. <laughs> <laughs> those ones are always really scary, and I really hope this one just was super chill. So All right, no, definitely. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah. uh, once this whole thing's done, we need to watch Like Mike again. Oh, <laughs> listeners out there, if you haven't seen it, Like Mike <laughs> is a must-see movie. It was the original <laughs> Last Dance. <laughs> yeah, like before before Last Dance, man, there was Like Mike. <laughs> Come on, man. No one appreciates Like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely the only two that appreciate that movie. <laughs> Well, I don't know why. I, hey, it must be it might be a bad movie, but man, you like Mike as a it's a masterpiece. It's, man. it's a master, yeah, masterpiece of cinema. Was robbed at the Oscars. Yep, definitely <laughs> probably better than 1917. Oh my god! If you want a rags to riches story, watch like Mike. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Alfred. Thank you. I'm just so glad I was able to sneak it in there, and we still just kept going with it. But for real, listeners, if you're listening, spend some time to watch Like Mike. I know you have the time. We're in quarantine right now. <laughs> right. If you're if you're listening to this uh, semi-professional podcast, you have time to watch uh, a masterpiece of cinema in Like Mike, starring the greatest musician actor ever. <laughs> Lil Bow Wow, but he's Bow Wow now because he's not so little anymore. He ain't little. I was gonna, no. I was gonna say the kid from Stuart Little, but you beat me to it. Uh, that too, and Brenda Song and from Brenda uh, Song. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> <laughs> She's star studded already. Are you kidding me? They had Vince Carter too. They had basketball. Oh man, it's just a overall good movie. <laughs> the casting just on point with the future stars, you know. <laughs> It's just all these star studded. It's just star studded. You know? oh I don't want to say crossover to the, the Avengers, but <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think I think the next time 
uh, I have you on the show, we should just do a critical analysis of Like Mike. No, we should have at least like a group. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll do a group group, group one group podcast where we're just reviewing movies. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll do it with like <laughs> with our reaction. So maybe we'll have video with it or something. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's true. That'll be uh, that'll be like season two or season three, definitely down the road. But I can't wait. Now I'm just hyped now for this. I'm so hyped for like Mike. If they get to remake it, oh man, it's over. It's trying over. to see who can who can star in that movie. Lamelo Ball. Lamelo. <laughs> It's not gonna be like Mike. It has to be like more, more uh, modern. So like, like Braun, like Kobe, like Kobe, <laughs> like Kobe. <laughs> so like Braun, with the bronze, probably like instead of a shoe, it's probably like a headband or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's starring J.R. Smith. <laughs> oh my god! Like I said, we could go on about this. Oh, yeah. For sure, yeah. like another at least hour, but um, two parts. Yeah, two part episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just making more work for me, man. <laughs> no, it is, but hey, it happens. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks again, dude. No, thanks. I really appreciate this. Of course. Catch you later, dude. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Two Meters Apart podcast. Make sure you follow along on Twitter and finally Instagram at 2 Meters Podcast for any updates on the show. Catch you on the next one, everyone.